0: Welcome to Masala PTI with your hosts Ravi and Arvind. Part of these Indians as they take you on a unique and wild ride around the world of sports. Hello boys and girls, uh, welcome to a coronavirus edition of uh, Masala PTI. We're uh convening here after a long break, we thought, you know, given the situation, we can be a little bit of a distraction and we ourselves needed the distraction too. Uh, This is Aravind and I'm here with my uh, partner in crime, Ravi. Ravi, how are you uh, handling the quarantine? As well,
1: as or as well or as badly as everyone else, Aravind, hello and uh, welcome everyone to this uh, podcast episode Uh, in regards to how... You know, one is getting along with things. Uh, it's it's strange. I mean, rather, I think, like with everything else, uh, you go through the cycle, right? The first week was literally, I was a little bit at my wit's end on how to adjust to this new normal. Right. And now it feels like we've kind of assumed we are getting to be this way for at least the next few weeks. My fear is another couple of weeks and we end up getting used to it. And then it'll be tough to get back to normalcy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably how it will go. You're right. I was also a little bit, uh, you know, distracted and didn't know really how to process all of this last week. Now, you know, I guess we are uh, getting into the flow a little bit and the more news we start getting about social distancing, working and all that, hopefully uh, that'll be a welcome, uh, you know, change in direction for the, for where this is all headed. And that's what I'm hoping for uh, maybe next week earliest. Uh, and in the meantime i guess we have to amuse ourselves with whatever little uh, the sports world is uh, throwing at us and luckily at least for part of last week ravi it was all about the nfl uh, free agency it was a i have to say it was a nice little distraction given that every other sports uh, uh, activity had pretty much ceased i'm glad uh, nfl stuck to its calendar because you know It got a little bit of criticism, but overall, I think free agency is something they could handle remotely without much, uh, uh, you know, social contact and stuff like that, right? The one thing that I heard that was interesting, Ravi, was uh, how when these teams pay these millions of dollars, they would actually need to do some physical, right? Uh, It's not just guys like Brady, right? There's like a whole spectrum of free agents that they need to sign, There's a lot of guys that they would like to, uh, you know, at least check them out physically before writing them a check for whatever, 1 million, 2 million, 4 million, whatever. And apparently there were concerns about that. I don't exactly know how they dealt with it. I did see something like NFL kind of banned all uh, uh, in person physicals and things like that. So I don't exactly know how they handled that, but I'm glad that they at least got to do. Uh, the free agency part and keep us distracted uh, for a while.
1: Yeah, no, agreed. And, uh, you know, just to also summarize uh, uh, my thoughts, which are aligned with yours, I I think the NFL free agency, especially the way it's turned out this year, is probably the closest analogy to fantasy football, right? I mean, A, you're you're not on the field, you're not close to people, so you kind of can (laughs) run it on paper,
0: uh, (laughs) virtual
1: paper. And second thing is, it is kind of drawing all the excitement that typically fantasy football owners have when they are trading marquee players. Just the sheer number of uh, top-level marquee names either being let go or being signed off of the free agency or being traded. It's been very exciting and a uh, much-needed relief for uh, sports fans like us who have had pretty much every other aspect of sports taken away from us.
0: Exactly. And that's that's a part of this, I think, as we move along through this quarantine or oh, the next month or two is going to become more important. Because as much as there's a responsibility for these sports leagues to do the right thing and not worry about money, and I think NBA gets a lot of credit here for acting swiftly and shutting things down, right? NBA started it and then everything shut down. I think at some point, it's also going to become the sports world's responsibility to kind of ease us all back into normalcy, right? Sports do play that role of a uh, welcome distraction, a part of American life, a part of uh, entertainment, right? At some point, they're going to face this challenge of, you know, what's the right time to come back just to yeah. help people heal, quote unquote heal, right? And that may be, uh, still eight weeks away or whatever, but I think those days are coming as well. And these leagues have to make the right decision. They can't use the excuse of, Oh, we are, uh, healing people and come too soon, come back too soon, just with a eye on money. But at the same time, you do want them to come back to help people get back into a normal routine. That's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, no, I agreed with you. Agreed completely with you. And, uh, uh, you know, and you can see a little bit of that uh, in 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 how news is percolating in the last at least day, day and a half, right? I mean, from the stance of uh, the major sports essentially saying that things are just indefinitely closed out. I uh, And I'm saying globally, not just in the U.S. Right. You can now see that there is at least some semblance of hope or at least uh, voices of opinion which are saying that, you know, uh, things might work up again. Like I know it's kind of not not in the same vicinity, but like the Chinese Basketball Association is restarting in May. Uh, you know, so it seems like, and I read somewhere that one of the uh, I forget which soccer leagues it is, but football league it is. But they are also talking about a May fifteenth uh, resumption. I so see. I think we are finally looking at at least some, you know for what it's worth, whether it's factual or not. At least people are looking ahead a little bit, and I think the NFL, given Mm-hmm. The, uh, the where they are in the season or in the calendar uh, I think uh, hopefully it augurs well for uh, a proper NFL season start.
0: Right, that's something I want to talk about later Ravi, let's table that for now and jump into uh, your favorite topic which is basically the NFL uh, offseason and I know you are itching to get into the trade even before we talk about the free agency, which I guess Tom Brady was the headliner there. So the Arizona Cardinals, which both you and I like, uh, basically uh, made a trade for DeAndre Hopkins from Houston Texans, which pretty pretty much had everybody scratching their head from Houston, Houston's side of things. Of course, as uh, Cardinals fans... We are excited, and uh, I would actually like to yield the floor uh, for you, Ravi, because I know you are uh, way more excited about this than I am, so I would like to uh, hear what you have to say about that trade, which may go down as one of the trades for the Cardinals, at least, uh, given their uh, shady history.
1: <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I am... Uh... Uh, Arvind, on the side of uh, those who believe that this was a fantastic trade for the Cardinals in the sense that if you were to be uh, you know, asking that proverbial who won this trade, I would say overwhelmingly the Cardinals. And nice. it's uh, based on three things that I strongly feel. One is, I think for whether or not for football reasons or otherwise, I think the Cardinals and David Johnson had reached a point where it was not sustainable for them to be together. And it happens, right? It happens with the best of players for whatever reason. Uh, so, I am not one of those who believes that David Johnson is washed up or, you know, is oft injured and therefore not uh, worthwhile anymore. Mm-hmm. But to me, his sustainability with the Cardinals uh, just wasn't happening. I mean, he barely played even when healthy last last season. Right. And with that said, we, you know, Cardinals had, quote-unquote, uh you know, a, de- uh, a, a depreciating asset in their hands. Now, correspondingly, the second point was everyone in today's world of real-time transparency across the globe, everyone knew that was the case. And as such, when they were making their trade feelers known, they basically were getting, you know, a bag of chips for David Johnson. So that, <laughs> was my, that is my second point, which is they literally couldn't uh, have found anything even close to equal value. They were basically ready to trade him for like 20 cents on the dollar.
0: Is that, uh, which, is that Ravi mostly because of his contract or why, why do you think that is?
1: It, it, it's, it's a combination of two things. Arvind, according, again, this is just my personal opinion and I think it's something that you and I spoke a couple of days back. One is, yes, the contract itself, you know, felt like a news around the neck but the other thing which is a growing concern overall with the NFL is the sharply degrading value associated with running backs Mm -hmm. and and it's always been the case and you know you said it very correctly the other day that running backs post or at 30 years of age you feel like you can't you you don't even want to hear their name anymore but now what is happening is if you have seen a running back kind of be used and used to his fullest extent for two years it almost feels like people are willing to wash their hands off them. Right, right. And, and that's what you see with someone like David Johnson. Now, if <clears throat> David Johnson was a titan, mm-hmm. I can assure you that he would have garnered more interest in the market than, you know, now when he was running back. Right. That uh, is, uh, 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 other than Houston office.
0: Let me Let me interrupt you again and ask you another question. I'm just curious. If let's say both of them made the same money, uh, what do you think the Cardinals would prefer? Uh, Kenyan Drake or David Johnson? So, I so, I have a little bit of a trouble with that question myself. That's why I'm posing that. Because, you know, as uh,
1: so here, and I, uh, you know, my, 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 my uh, four-year vision, mm-hmm. uh, what, if I were to look at it from my four years worth of a lens of having seen what, Know, David Johnson has done versus what Ken Drake has done. My impulsive reaction was to say David Johnson. But you know what? It also feels like the NFL, more than any other sport, seems to be one of those what have you done for me lately uh, league. Right. And in that sense, if you kind of take the sample size of the last five games of uh, last season, David Johnson was healthy enough to be active. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he wasn't a decoy because uh, you know he wasn't used like that. Kenyon Drake was getting the lion's share of the carries and he looked more explosive. Right. So, if you're asking what would, who would the Cardinals have preferred if both of them were making the same amount of money, my suspicion is it would still have been Kenyon Drake.
0: I agree. That's what I think too. And he's a good running back, by the way. And it, it just goes yeah. to show that the Dolphins were completely messed up the way they were uh, running their offense and using him and all of that. And you would not be the only guy, right? They've screwed up many a uh, career over the last... Five, six yeah. years. So I agree with you. I think uh, Kenyan Drake would be definitely uh, Cardinals' choice. Even for me, it's a pretty close ask. And, you know, there's no wrong answer, I guess. But, yeah, Drake, there's nothing wrong if we pick uh, Drake. Anyway, so before I interrupted you, you were on track. I think you were going through your uh, uh, list of three things or yeah. whatever. Go no, ahead. Okay.
1: And I there's just said one other thing, which was that, uh, you know, given the style that the Cardinals play, which obviously is dictated upon a kind of, and one of those, uh, you know, oft used and abused term, the Texas Air Raid offense, it really predicates, uh, I mean, its success is predicated on having a lanky, rangy wide receiver who can beat one on one coverage and can get those 50 50 balls. And on that note, if you were to kind of say, let us simulate the wide receiver who can fit that bill perfectly, I don't think you will look, you know, beyond uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Who aside from all his stats and, you know, him being one of the what top three wide receivers in the league, uh, is tailor-made for what Cliff Kingsbury needs uh, from his number one wide receiver. So, and, and that was sorely missed last year, as you could have seen. So to me, right. the fact that, you know, we are talking about having gotten DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, more than icing on the cake. To me, that's what kind of totally bewilders me on all of this.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think um, as long as uh, Kingsbury is not worried about his baby mamas, I think uh, we yeah. should be fine. That was a crazy story from Houston too. I think I'm also excited about the fact that he gets to play probably a year with Larry Fitzgerald and then uh, it would be a nice transition from one Hall of Fame receiver to another Hall of Fame receiver. I'm really excited for that and also to seeing what Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins' combination can do given that they already have Christian Kirk and, you know, a couple of other pieces and a draft coming up as well. I think overall the... um, the Cardinals won out on this. The only point I would like to make for uh, from the Houston side of things is I'm still excited to see what David Johnson can do, right? I think, like you said, uh, it's too early to say he's washed up. Uh, there are injury concerns, obviously, but I, I'm still uh, wishing him the best and maybe uh, Houston got a good good deal there as well as far as the running backs go however the criticism would be you know running backs are replaceable and you can get them in the draft so on and so forth but if you go back to peak david johnson right that that's something you would pay for and that's something you would trade for except uh not when the guy is making so much money and coming off injuries and things like that so I'm also kind of low-key excited to see how this works out on the Houston side of things. Not that I care about the Texans, but I would like to see uh, David Johnson, uh, you know, see what he has got left.
1: Yeah, and you know, you bring up a really good point and I had two other observations as well in regards to these two specific players. One of which is that it was really redeeming to hear neither of them kind of complain about their ex-employers, right? I know that, (laughs) you know, on Twitter... uh, There's like a million different uh, opinions and perceptions in regards to David Johnson's kind of uh, obscure tweet. But obviously, he didn't mean anything. It doesn't seem like he meant anything against the Cards organization. In fact, he he wrote out a pretty nice uh, uh, farewell note and likewise uh, on Hopkins' uh, end as well. And that was good to see. And, you know, again, in the modern world where you have privileged athletes who kind of leave sometimes on their terms... Other times, not on their terms, but kind of they are pretty vocal about who they did not like uh, uh, or what they did not like about where they were previously. So, it was good to see these two guys behaving uber professionally kind of really being very, uh, uh, very professional about it. And mm-hmm. the second thing was, you know, these are also the kind of guys, again, given their sheer talent, and in Hopkins' case, there has been no drop-down in performance. In Johnson's case, it has been. But these are two guys who I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, who in their new environment, end up being exactly who we thought they were going to be, prior to last season.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Because A, I think the talent has been there to be seen, and number two, uh, you know, when people say, oh, you know what, he's with a new organization, they will nurture him. I don't believe any of that. All I know is, When you get kicked to the curb and you are that egoistic and that talented, and I mean ego in the positive sense, Mm -hmm. you are out there to show the world that you are better than that. And I think, you know, that in itself should, for example, drive uh, David Johnson to, uh, you know, get back to who he was. So, that way, I feel, you know, I'm actually, you're right, I'm also excited and actually hoping that DJ does well, Houston does well. Uh, And for it to be kind of closer to a
0: win-win for both sides. Right, right. The only concern there for me is, I think, even there, David, I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins wins out in the sense, I trust the uh, Cardinals offensive brain trust to do a better job with this talent (laughs) than the Houston, right? The Houston brain trust to handle David Johnson's uh, talents. Who knows what, uh, you know, they will do with him. But anyways, I think... I think that's a good uh, summary of this trade, and I think it definitely gives uh, all of us something to look forward to. Uh, whether we are Cardinals fans or Houston fans, on you know, right from the get go, right from day one, we have some something to look forward to, and that's always a good thing. <clears throat> now on to the the major uh, news of free agency, which is basically Tom Brady leaving uh, uh, Patriots after two decades and signing with uh, Tampa Bay is something, Ravi, which I don't think anybody would have expected even, what, three months back, but this came to fruition and, uh, you know, rather quickly, maybe part of it was that uh, Brady at the end of the day didn't seem to have as many suitors as uh, most of us uh, predicted or, or maybe he just didn't care to chase different opportunities uh, but, you know, he, he got his new gig, he, you know, he got his new contract, looks like he will play until he's 45, which which in some ways makes me happy. Um, you know, that, that, that would be a cool, uh, uh, you know, target for any athlete and for him to actually do it would be kind of cool. And again, a Cardinals connections here, he is Bruce Arians is, as you know, is the coach of the Bucks and he's uh, typically fantastic with, running, you know, really potent offenses and with quarterbacks. So I'm really excited to see what Brady does there. Now, what is more interesting to me is uh, what does uh, Hoodie Bill Belichick, going to do with the Patriots? Looks like as of now, they're just happy with whatever they got, which is basically uh, Brian Hoyer and... Jeremy Stitham or whatever his name is. I need to learn that, I guess, if he's going to be the starting quarterback. And they're probably just going to roll the ball out and see, you know, what happens. Uh, That's pretty curious. The most important question, after you share your thoughts on this, I have is, you know, who is going to look better next year? Uh, What I think is, I think both both of them are going to look fine. Uh, When I say both, I mean... Belichick as a head coach and uh, Brady as a a starting quarterback. I think that Tampa Bay offense with Brady at the helm is going to put up decent numbers and he's going to look good and we are going to say, oh, wow, he led them to the playoffs or whatever. I don't see a Super Bowl there. Uh, Neither do I see a Super Bowl for Bill Belichick, but it will be fascinating what he does. Now, if he makes it to the playoffs even with that youngster, that would be something else. Uh, I'm going to call him the youngster until I get his uh, <laughs> pronunciation of his name right. But uh, what 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 are your what was your reaction and what was your take last week when this all went down?
1: Yeah, so very similar to uh, uh, what you outlined. Uh, I was actually not surprised that there weren't as many takers. Uh, and again, some of this feels like just perception rather than reality. But again, if you combine two things, one is. Um, NFL think tank seems to have uh, moved away from their uh, their, uh, their love for traditional statuesque quarterbacks, you know, prototypical quarterbacks. And everyone's now looking for someone that can be, a, be the next Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And as such, you know, the Brady, Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer type of QB seems to be kind of uh, part of the bygone era. In all of which, the one exception seemed to have been Brady because he was performing year in and year out to at least a certain level of uh, success and productivity. And that changed last year as well, where he had uh, most definitely his worst year, uh, I'm assuming uh, you know, since the time he started, or uh, at least since his debut season. And the combination of those two things, I think, made his market fairly lukewarm. On mm-hmm. top of which, I think some of it is also, you know, Brady gets to decide what he wants to do. Right. Uh, so, you know, it couldn't have been every team kind of, you know, picking up their briefcase and going to him and asking to sign him. Uh, he, I guess he also had his wish list. So, what I'm happy about is where he's landed. Purely, again, personal personal uh, remembrance of Bruce Arians turning on turning around the Carson Palmer's career mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. The only thing that I was thinking, and this is in response to your second question, as far as who does better next year between uh, the Patriots and the Buccaneers, it took uh, Carson Palmer about six, you know, six, seven games. I forget exactly how many, but at least half a season to figure out Bruce Arians and his offense. And the fact that Arians doesn't really allow his QB to, you know, do do too many things on their own. He kind of... Runs a tight ship, and that's some that level of adjustment is something that I have a feeling Brady and Arians will have to come to terms with.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And but I, at the same time, it probably will take at least that much time, if not the whole season, for woody to figure out who, who's going to you know hold uh, drive drive his car down the road. Right. Uh, so I'm assuming and- neither Hoyer nor Jarrett's
0: them or tie them? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I just I just looked him up. I I called him Jeremy. Apparently, he's a Jarrett. So Jarrett <laughs> tie or maybe tie <laughs> I think it's tie But anyways, stithem,
1: okay. So uh, I don't know if it's one of the two of them or as you said I think the other day which I didn't even think of which is like you know uh, them somehow getting uh, Jacoby Brissett back or I don't know what Woody does but Hoody can do things which no one else can so who knows what he has in store. Just though I was reading on Twitter that uh, uh, there is more than than a degree of uh, probability that uh, Cam might uh, end up being there, but in, in any case, whoever it is, I think Hoodie will figure a way out, right? Uh, uh so but at it's the same true. time, I think it's more around. Uh, so, what I was trying to get at is to me, what is interesting to see is what happens over the course of the next two seasons or three seasons. Over that
0: time, I have a feeling Hoodie recovers a lot, I mean, a lot more uh, assuredly, right, uh, right? I think the Patriots get
1: back to who, you know, at least close to who they have been. Brady, I think, will. Have a couple of decent years and then bid goodbye to the world of football.
0: Right, and I think Goody will basically get whoever he likes, right? It doesn't matter. He doesn't care about the name. He doesn't care. Cam Newton is a... None of that matters to him, right? He's just going to get get him if he likes him. Are you going to stick with Jared Stidham if he likes him and trusts him? Apparently, this Jared guy can actually move around. He has uh, some legs. So maybe that's why there are some rumors that he may stick with them, or uh, like we were discussing offline, uh, Jacoby Brissett trade is a possibility too. Now that uh, uh, you know Phil Rivers is there, but you you mentioned something interesting about uh, Arians uh, first going with uh, you know Carson Palmer when he got to Arizona, and now with Brady. I actually feel like. Uh, Carson Palmer at that stage was probably physically a better quarterback, Ravi, than ah, Brady. Yeah, that's a great point. However, uh, you know, that may be sacrilege to say that, but really, uh, Brady at this stage in his career may not be what Carson was at that point. But I think Brady probably is a much smarter guy, even, you know, when he's sixty, I think he will be able to outthink uh 25 year old uh, Carson Palmer any any day of the week. So I think you may make better decisions and stuff like that. Uh it will be interesting to see how that works out. I, I do have I do think you will have a good good time there. Now one thing I was thinking is uh there is a lot of talk about oh you know there's an the emotional part of it right we don't want especially if you're a Patriots fan or with you and me, like, let's say we are Cardinals fan, we just don't like Larry Fitzgerald, for, uh, for example, to go somewhere and play in some other jersey, right? We want him to stay here and retire as a Cardinals, which, thank God, looks like is going to happen, which is just awesome because it's really becoming unusual in the NFL, especially for uh, receivers and things like that. So there's an emotional aspect of it, right? But then the experts also talk about, oh, don't spoil your legacy. It's like, you know, really amazed with the Mets or whatever they talk about. But really, if you think about it, Ravi, I was wondering about this for both Hoodie and Brady, is really your legacy is already set in stone. There's nothing you can do that can tarnish it, right? It's all in our minds. You know, you can play next year, throw 30 interceptions like uh, uh, James Winston and zero touchdowns. Still, nobody's taking away his nine Super Bowl trips and six Super Bowls away. Three years from now, he's probably his jersey will be retired in Patriots. They will embrace him just, you know, as they would. Nothing changes. It's just, I feel like it's just another narrative and there may be a snide remark here or there about Michael Jordan with Washington or Joe Montana with Kansas City. But if you think about it, did any of that affect their legacy at all? I don't think so. I think it's a little overblown. What do you think about that?
1: I completely agree with that. And and that holds true, especially, I would say, more than anyone else in the past for Brady. You know, you think of, and our friend Rajesh was also... Uh, highlighting some stats about not just his uh, playing prominence, but also his wealth, and mm-hmm. kind of, literally speaking, he cannot achieve anything that he will regret later, or he he's got anything left to achieve that if he doesn't, he will regret later. Exactly. Other than, I mean, there is always uh, uh, you know achievements or accomplishments to scale. For example, if he improbably gets the Buccaneers back to the super or to the Super Bowl. I mean, that would literally be holy grail. But other than that, yeah, he has nothing left to prove.
0: Exactly. Uh, I, I agree with yeah. that. And I think that gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of picking this uh, team and all that, right? Uh, yeah. Let's say he's chasing a ring. He's going... You would have looked at it completely differently from... You yeah. know, now he just... I think he just wants to play and have fun and you know, do a good job as a quarterback. That's it. I don't think he has anything else to prove. And
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? And Hoodie same thing for Hoodie, except he's, as a head coach, age is not that big a factor for him, even though he's getting up there. Maybe he's a little bit more driven to win another Super Bowl with another quarterback. Uh, but really, neither of them are going to take a big hit legacy-wise. It'll be a joke and all that if they burn out, but nothing really happens uh, as far as their uh, legacy goes. That's my take on that. Now, In
1: fact, to the point where both of them, I feel, are happy with how things have turned out because, you know, one has to assume that both of them felt that they had kind of reached the end of the line as, as partners, as someone
0: that was playing together or working together. Right. So, right. versus continuing
1: that just in order to sustain that level of excellence, but in an environment which day in and day out feels very strained, they both know that they could literally be doing anything else or rather playing, in Brady's case, playing for another team, in Belichick's case, coaching another quarterback. They couldn't do anything which will negate pretty much 20 years of sheer excellence. So, there was nothing to lose for either
0: of them in this sense. Exactly. And looks like they were both pretty ready to move on from each other. Yeah. That yep. too, which is kind of not, you know, they they had always kept it under wraps, but looks like neither of them were too excited to continue this uh, beyond where it has already gotten them, which I thought was interesting as well. Um, indeed, indeed. Um, one other thing as far as free agency goes, uh, you're, you're free to add any other thoughts you have, but what do you think about Rivers in uh, Indy? I, I, I am kind of torn on that. I, I, I think he's not uh, what he was five years back. I, and even that, you could argue, was not great. But I, I, I don't have great expectations for that. How about you?
1: Yeah, I, and again, I'm agreeing with you on everything today. But <laughs> same here. See, to me, Rivers. You're right. I mean, I think Rivers, for the longest time that I remember, which would be what the last five to six years, always has had a stretch during the season where he, uh, you know, is 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 among the top five, seven quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But he's never been reliable. Right. Uh, again, I'm talking literally in this past decade, and his. Uh, you know, Cliff seemed to be a lot steeper in terms of his decline than you know Brady Manning, mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, uh, I candidly do not include Eli in this group, anyways. <laughs> but so therefore, moving. I mean, for him, for Indy to seek him um, was kind of. Curious to me. I was really... Uh, because he was one guy I thought would be left in free agency. I knew that the Chargers wouldn't want him. But I didn't think that he would have a job this soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention the fact that he's gotten a fairly sizable contract. So it is, you know, not like he signed a couple, $2 million for a year, I right. guarantee. I mean, you know, he's got some good money. It seems like Indy wants to use... I mean, wants to start him, and uh, that's kind of really uh, curious
0: to me. Exactly. The only hope that I think is uh, maybe he gets some better coaching with Frank Reich compared to what he has had in uh, San Diego maybe for the last many years. So it'll be interesting to see if that takes away some of his mistakes and things like that. But, uh, you know, at this age, I don't know how much he can change either. So... uh, Yeah and i think from Indy's perspective i think Brissett had a really good start last year and then he kind of tailed off which surprised me uh, so they they probably thought this guy was uh, as good right and hopefully better than uh, what they had already anyway so uh, any any final thoughts on uh free agency ravi before uh... yeah the
1: the the one uh, one more uh, or rather the one that really uh has you know, stuck out to me is this Cam getting released by the Panthers, and Panthers have done a few things this off season that has complete that have completely you know bewildered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, letting go of uh, Greg Olson, for example. Uh, but this one, I felt was uh, really a shock mm. uh, because again, he's you know, he, I know he got injured, and after that, for some reason, they fell in love with. Uh, I forget his Kyle, Kyle, name.
0: Allen. Kyle Allen, and then that guy. Once they put Cam on uh, the shelf, that guy started sucking. Actually, it was amazing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and
1: and Cam again. Going back to our conversation around David Johnson two years ago, if you and I were talking about how Cam got let go yeah. uh, by the Panthers so or by his team, uh, we would not a believe it, and b uh, you would have like. 30 other teams or maybe 20 other teams standing in line to sign him up and the fact that you know he's still out there in the market is completely shocking I mean uh, right, so that's right. one that really has shocked me
0: yeah I think he deserves a shot and he will get it and from the Panthers perspective I think they have like the 7th pick or something I don't I wonder if they will what they will do with that do you, do you think they will go QB Uh
1: I think I think so I mean I mean I don't know what else they would want to do with the moves that they've made you know right. basically trading uh, Kyle Allen uh, and not signing uh, cam I'm assuming that they are kind of hinging on the on the draft to help them um, yeah but again the Panthers this this season uh, I don't know whether there is logic behind some of the moves they've made. Speaking of which, you know, one of the obvious rumors were around his, uh, I guess, his questionable uh, off the court or whatever his uh, behavioral tendencies were. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's something again, which sometimes seems to be driven or fed or ingested by the team to justify its, you know, its moves. Because, you know, if you read it or if you observe it as a pure onlooker, Cam was also the Panthers nominee for the Walter Payton Award last year. Mm. So how can a guy who your team thinks, you know, it's the one guy that you would like to nominate for the NFL Citizen of the Year Award and the very next off-season, you're saying that we are kind of releasing him because of, I mean, they haven't said that he had questionable work ethic or whatever it is. Uh, But it just all feels very flimsy. Uh, But I'm hoping to answer your question. I'm assuming that they have a QB uh, in mind uh, as far as the draft is concerned.
0: Yeah, because but I have to say, Teddy Bridgewater is solid, though. He yes, is, yeah, he yes could, that is true. He could definitely uh, help them out. Uh, not Maybe not. he doesn't have the same uh, ceiling as uh, Cam Newton, to borrow a fantasy football term, but uh, probably a higher floor than even Cam. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Um one final thing before we drop off, uh, Ravi, when do you think the NBA comes back? What's the Maybe we should bet on this. What's the over-under uh, on the NBA return date?
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm, I was just talking about this to someone and my hope is May 1st and we'll have one of those, uh, remember that lockout season in 97, 98, where teams were playing, you know, three games in three days and sometimes... Uh, four and five games or four games in five days so I have a feeling sometime early
0: May the season resumes it's good Uh, uh, it's good you're saying that because now we can disagree on something and uh, (laughs) even bet on it I'm definitely going over on that Uh, I see I I would be shocked anything before uh, June for June 15th even maybe um I see yeah. okay. I would say it's closer to June 15th so let's see how we, this thing tracks
1: yes <laughs> and it you no know, and I would be and that I mean I'm assuming both of us will be crash fall and if it goes uh, you know as far back as then but still uh, yeah that's a good one to observe then
0: yeah because uh, I think uh, baseball may come back sooner uh, baseball itself might be mid May or something I would guess uh, because it's a little less of a contact sport and all that, right? Uh, if they just figure out a way to keep these guys separated in the clubhouse, uh, I think it's manageable. Uh, basketball, I think, will be at least uh, mid June. But as long as they all come back, Ravi, I think sports fans like us are. Uh, or, in, uh, or happy plus it tells you that the world is uh, healing and America is getting back on its feet so that's let's hope for that as we wrap up this uh, pod and uh, wish you the best as well Ravi
1: thank you Arvind same to you as well as to our listeners wishing everyone nothing but the safest and healthiest of times in this uh, weird surreal and uh, crazy times we are in
0: yes everybody stay safe